It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. there at Cindy Liming, your host of your daily dose of awesome. Last week, I talked about all the craziness with losing my first 24 episodes and how I managed to have a bite-sized meltdown rather than a full-blown one. I've been telling myself that it's like I get to start fresh, even though I just started in July. But I guess there's nothing I can do about it, so why waste any more energy on it when so many other awesome things happened last week? I also talked about how things with my podcast have been falling into place without me doing much of anything. I have been meeting so many interesting people with their own podcasts and skills to share. One of those people is Jeremiah Isley. Jeremiah has his own media company called Crooked Path Media. And as I was getting to know him, I also learned that he's from Talmadge, Ohio, which is a place near and dear to my heart. And my husband served a church there not too long ago, and he lived there, and I lived there too part-time. So I thought it was so cool that it's such a small world. Jeremiah offered to professionally write and produce my intro for me. And since podcasting is new to me and I really don't have the money to invest into making it better, Jeremiah did it very cheaply. So here it is. I'm excited to share with you my new intro. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Before we get started, one of the really neat things that has happened with my podcast is that um, I use an app called Anchor to record the podcast, and Anchor actually has started matching podcast hosts with sponsors. So um, before I jump into my topic for the day, I am going to pause a moment for a quick commercial break from my first sponsor. I also talked about finally figuring out what I want to do with my life, and I'm so excited about it. Um, I mentioned that almost all self-improvement books and podcasts recommend that if you want to change your life, you need to know what you want, like exactly what you want, and you should probably write it down. So in my last episode, I put a request out for any listeners who had their goals sorted out and to leave me a voice message. And I got this really cool message that I wanted to share with you from a listener named Daniel Spiva. Hey, it's Daniel from the Crippled Opinion Podcast, and my dream would be to grow my production company um, that I started many years ago, uh, grow that into a full-fledged media company that houses two radio shows. One would be the Crippled Opinion Podcast as a full radio show, 
where people have a safe place to discuss their opinions, where it's not about being politically correct. It's just about having a place to share your thoughts and start a conversation. And the other would be to reboot my old classic radio show where we focus on promoting indie music artists with a positive message and use that to grow their fan base. The idea is that my production company and radio shows will be making so much money that I can turn around and take that money and help people with other ideas and get them off the ground and help spread more positivity and show people that anything is possible regardless of your limitations. Thanks, Dan, for leaving that message. I am really inspired by you and have enjoyed getting to know you. Um, I really love the confidence in his voice, and I can tell he really knows what he wants and will more than likely reach those goals. He's actually going to be a guest on my show in the very near future. It's super important that you know where you want to go. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels. Trust me, I used to be a goalless, negative, boring person. And I seriously used to say, well, I guess I'm just supposed to be Christian's mom. I don't need any goals. I'm done. Don't get me wrong. I love being a mom to all of my kids. But I also have learned that I personally want to be other things too. The way I see it is life is too short, and I hope that I live long enough to reach all of my goals. So if you know what you want, send me a voice message on Anchor, and I would love it, love to add it to an episode. So seriously, the last two weeks have been really awesome for me. I have never met more new people in my life. Well, wait, I grown-ups, I should say, because I met 144 new fifth graders this fall, and that is truly a record. So I've never met this many um, new grown-ups in my life all at one time. Um, If you ever want to meet some interesting people, start a podcast on Anchor. It's free. And then join the Anchor Facebook group. There's so many supportive and interesting people in there. So that brings me to my guest today. In the Anchor Facebook group, Um, podcast hosts will try to find other people to cross promote and Cortez Richardson is one of those people. Our podcasts are similar in the sense that our mission is to help spread positivity across the globe. Cortez's podcast is called The Four Pillar Effect. His episodes are really short but very inspiring and motivating and in one of his earlier episodes I learned that he became homeless at age 15. As awful as that sounds, what is truly remarkable is that not only did Cortez survive, he is one of the most positive podcast hosts I've ever listened to, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. So after hearing his story, you would think that he would be unforgiving, angry, and resentful, but he's not. In my interview with Cortez, he opens up about what it was like when he was homeless and alone at age 15. Cortez? Yes. Hey, cool. I'm glad this is working. Yay. <laughs> okay, so um I just wanted to I started listening to your podcast and um and I just found a little like I like all of your episodes, but there was one that really stuck out to me. Um you had mentioned being homeless for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um so I kind of wanted to talk about that 
but before we do that, um, if you could, could you just tell my listeners where you're from and what you do for a living now? Okay, yeah, no problem. So I'm from Albany, Georgia, small town, um, and I decided to join the military. I've been in for six years. And uh, what branch I'm in is actually in the Air Force. I'm stationed in Washington, D.C. right now. Okay. And so that's your that's what you're doing day to day? Day to day. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and then you had, uh, so how did your podcast, first of all, what's your podcast called? And then um, what's it kind of about and why did you decide to do it? Okay, so I just changed the name of the podcast to The Four Pillar Effect. Um, it was called Health, Wealth, Love, and Happiness, which is pretty much the basis of the podcast. And <clears throat> that's what it's kind of centered around is, you know, trying to help people attain, you know, health goals, wealth goals, love goals, and happiness goals. And I think that's really important. And the reason I wanted to start that is because so many people that I see around my age or younger and sometimes even older, um, it's, it's, it's bad because they'll let go of their health or, you know, younger people don't really know what to do with money. And then you see so many people like the divorce rate is really high. So obviously love is a problem. And I think we all want to be happy. So I just kind of started dialing in on things that I was picking up from other people and experiencing in my life. That's pretty much why I started mine too. Um, If you don't mind me asking though, how old are you? I'm 24 years old. You're 24? Yeah, but I feel like I'm 42. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I didn't real. I thought you were older than that. Okay, it just got like I from get that your a lot. from the sound of your podcast, it sounds like you've really like lived a pretty full life so far. So I'm shocked to hear that you're 24. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um. Okay. So in one of your episodes, so you had mentioned being homeless. So I was just curious, how did that happen? So this is like the weirdest slash, I guess you could say, kind of heartless type of story I could tell you. So I was um, <clears throat> I was 15 years old when this happened. And uh, I don't feel like I was a troublemaker in school. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I was getting in trouble in school, you know, relatively often. And it ended up being, you know, a couple of years after my mom and dad had gotten a divorce. And so I guess she thought that there was some infidelity there, um, which I mean, to this day, I still don't know if that's a fact or not. But what happened was, is I borrowed her car to go to the store. She sent me to the store to get like some milk and some other stuff. And uh, when I got back, I gave her the keys and, um, you know, I didn't have a car and uh, I walked everywhere. So walking down the road and, you know, my phone starts ringing probably five minutes later. I was headed to a friend's house and she calls me. She's like, where where are my sunglasses? And I'm like, I don't know. What, what sunglasses are you talking about? And <clears throat> she she made this comment saying, oh, I bet you gave them to some other girl or something like that. And uh yeah, she told me, don't, you know, don't worry about coming home. If you do, just get, you know, some stuff and don't come back. And 
that just really kind of threw me off guard for her to kick me out over a pair of sunglasses. But like I said, I feel like it was associated with, you know, some pain she was dealing with from the divorce. So when I got home, I, you know, packed up a bag. And the unfortunate part about all this is that this was like about the transition into the winter. So it was getting cold. Oh my and God. I was like, oh, my God, man. So And wait again. So you were 15. Yeah, I was 15 years this old. This is crazy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I, I mean, I knew a lot of people. I I mean, I don't like to think that I was popular, but, you know, when I look back on it, everybody pretty much knew me in my school. And, uh, yeah, so I was asking friend to friend, hey, can I stay at night with you? Hey, can I stay at night with you? You know, and, of course, they had to consolidate with their parents and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I was doing that for a while until, I guess, that got old for me and their parents. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I mean, there was like this uh old abandoned peanut factory that uh all the kids used to chill at when it was like summertime and stuff we didn't have anywhere to go besides there in the park and uh yeah i mean i had to sleep in there for a little while and i just remember you know when school did come i was just like all the stuff that people were complaining about i just really i think this made me grow up the fastest all the stuff that people complain about like oh this food sucks here at the school mm-hmm. and oh i hate having to be here in the morning why are we standing around and blah oh my god that made me mature so fast because i was like what why are you <laughs> like why yeah like why are you complaining right now like And then people were just complaining about after school activities and stuff. Like I said, this was around the wintertime. So I was trying to find anything and everything I could do to stay in like a building with, you know, central heating, you know. So, yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty uh, humbling experience, to say the least. But, yeah, eventually um, one of my friend's daddy, he found out what was going on and uh I mean, he didn't want to get the police or anything involved. So he was just like, oh, yeah, well, you can stay with us until you graduate. And then graduated. And uh, I ended up moving back in with my mom uh, around the time that I was about to graduate. And then I just went straight to basic training. Oh, my gosh. Like, I have like a million questions running through my head. Um, <laughs> so, OK, so when you had to start staying in the abandoned building, mm-hmm. um, school, well, it was summer at first, right? You said? No, 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 no. This was like in the fall. So this was transitioning into the winter. Okay, so school Mm -hmm. is already starting. So did you ever reach out to any of your teachers? See, I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, did you ever reach out to any of your teachers or you just kept it to yourself? I just kept it to myself. I didn't tell, yeah, I didn't tell any of my teachers. I didn't trust them enough. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, I get that. I understand. So, um, Oh, gosh, what was I? I had another question on the tip of my tongue. Oh, well, well, then how were you doing in school then? Like, were you doing well in school at that time? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've always been a good student. I, I struggle in some areas more than others. Like, uh, I always did good in math and physics and chemistry. Anything math-related, I did good in. And, um, like, English and stuff, I, I made, like, mid to high Bs, but yeah, other than that, it was, yeah, I did, I did fairly well until my senior year. My senior year was, like, where I really did not care. The only class I, well, I think it was three, yeah, it was three classes I cared about because I had already done everything I needed to do besides, I think, one more math class, one English, and then one, uh, 
what was it called? Humanities. And uh, yeah, those are the only three classes I cared about. So the other ones, I, I remember it was like two classes in the morning that I was supposed to go to. And I just didn't because I'm not even joking. This teacher hated me. It was the first <laughs> period of the day. I just remember her like just not liking me. And she isolated me from everybody and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I just said, you know what? It's the first period of the day. It's not considered skipping. If I show up late every day, I'm just not going to the class. Wow. Yeah. So I ended up making, I think, I think I made like a, like a 12 in that class or something like that. And, um, well, coming from a teacher's perspective, that's, that's good to know because I mean, I, I would never want one of my own students to feel that to the point where they didn't want to come to class. So, so really, so what you're saying is you had nowhere to live and you were still able to do well in school. I just, I I find that that amazing to me because I've got kids who, you know, have a roof over their head and loving parents and they just, you know, don't want to do anything. And it's just like, or they think school's too hard. And I would just love to be able to, because some of my students do listen to my podcast and I just want them to understand that, you know, even though things seem hard, if you work really hard, you can, you can still be successful. Right. Yeah. Well, see, my biggest, the, the biggest thing that helped me doing with doing well in school is I paid attention in class. I paid attention in front of the prospect. So it, it was like, I never, I never carried books like from, I, I, I can't remember ever carrying. The only time I carried a book was when it was issued to me and to my locker. And then at the end of the year when I was giving it back. So all my books that I had were just always in mint condition because I never carried them. I just paid attention <laughs> in class. And, you know, I'd always, you know, forget my books. Um, I just didn't want to carry them. I was just like, wow, my, this thing, I, I'm carrying four or five books. This is heavy. I could just go to class and just read off somebody else's book and pay attention in class. And, yeah, I always had, like, my homework done, you know, by the time the next class started. And, yeah, I just never – I was always just – ahead of the game so if it wasn't for that if I didn't have that type of personality or I guess that mindset then yeah I would have I would have been in the realm of just struggling going through school and just oh this is so hard but no nah, yeah. I never had that problem that's awesome um okay so then back to living out in the outside um in in abandoned places so then at 15 and this is all going on like how were you getting food so the thing, <laughs> the thing about that is, um, so my dad is an entrepreneur, right? Okay. And uh, he he kind of taught me things through lessons. Um, so, well, I'll just say this. The first thing I was doing in middle school was, uh, and this is when my parents were still together, I was selling bubble gum. <laughs> like he would, he would buy, he just, he just took, I think like 20 bucks. He was like, okay, I'm going to invest 20 bucks in you. Because I told him, I was telling him there's other people at school selling bogus and they're making money off of it. And uh, he was like, okay, cool. I'm going to take you to the store and we'll buy you some gum. And then, you know, you go to school and sell it, whatever. So he took 20 bucks, gave me 20 bucks, bought the gum. And uh, yeah, I went to school the next day and I made like, I think like 50 bucks. So that actually, I'm not even kidding. Like it was $50 profit. And wow. Trans- I'm not. Oh my God! I wish I had people on the podcast right now 
who would tell you that yeah this is legit and i it, it's still it's crazy to me to this day but yeah that ended up dying down and it transitioned into high school a little bit but people didn't care about gum that much or i don't know if they cared or it was like in middle school there was kind of like a disconnect with them being able to ask their parents from you know store like to go to the store or anything like that and it was just more convenient for them to take part of their lunch money and spend it on gum or whatever but anyways um so how I was eating is unfortunately I started panhandling in front of stores and I I didn't want to like sit on the curb and just be like hey do you have any spare change so I had to do it in a more strategic way and you know I go to the counter and uh <laughs> I knowingly not having enough money, I'd be like, hey, you know, I need to buy this or, you know, honey bun or something like that. I only have like 75 cents. You'd be like, oh, it's a dollar or something. I'd be like, dang. And uh, I'd, I'd ask somebody in line, like, hey, do you have any spare change? And, you know, most of the time they wouldn't have like enough spare change to give me uh, is what they would tell me. But yeah, so I just take the change. I just kept accumulating, you know, change. And over time, uh, I think I got like 40 bucks because I was doing that after school. And then during school, I was asking people for, you know, a dollar, two dollars. And it's just constant. Like for, I think I did that for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then um, after doing that, uh, I ended up buying drugs and selling them. I know I should, probably shouldn't be saying, but yeah, that's that's what happened. No, I mean, I, I get it. I'm There's no yeah. judgment here. I mean. You know, we, my church serves, um, people off the streets once a month. And so, um, you know, that's something that happens. I get it. You're trying to survive. So don't worry about, um, don't worry about being judged because that's not going to happen here. Um, so then, um, okay. We're able to, so you would go to school and then you would come well to quote unquote home and do and have to like figure out how you were going to get money and then like so what about like sleeping did you have like a like blankets and pillows or you know oh did no. you have that kind of stuff i mean i had i had like a hoodie <laughs> oh I my gosh hoodie, which was i mean it wasn't it wasn't i know going back to that it would be bad but at the time i guess i was in somewhat a state of shock or something like that and it wasn't too bad like it sucked but it wasn't like just horrible and I'm thankful I mean I hate that that happened but I'm actually thankful for it because it just makes me realize a lot of things like when I'm not when I'm taking something for granted and I'm not being appreciative it makes me realize I'll go okay you need to you know reevaluate your situation yeah. right now and um yeah, I mean, I, I really do appreciate that. And I also appreciate it happening around the winter because I don't know if anybody's ever been to Georgia but or, like, down south Georgia, but uh, the bugs out there are ridiculous. So wintertime was, like, actually a good time for it to happen because if not, I'd have been probably getting eaten up by mosquitoes or something every yeah. night. So, yeah, I mean, I think about those types of things. And um. So, okay, so did you have other clothes or were you wearing the same clothes every day? No, I had I had like a big bag of clothes, um, and then you know, like I said, I had a, a couple of close friends. I could just give them some clothes. They go home and 
wash them for me and stuff like that. But it was yeah, that was going to be my next question because I have noticed like sometimes one of the things that when we can tell that um, like a family is struggling um, a lot, sometimes the kids are wearing the same clothes, you know, right. every day. And then okay, then like what about like um, like self care? Like, did you have a toothbrush and where were you taking a shower? I know that does this are my questions like too personal? <laughs> I just feel like you're going really in depth with them, but no, that's fine. I, I just like just like blown away because you were 15. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I've always gotten the, the comment that you made about, oh, I thought that you were much older. I've always gotten that. So when I was 15, people thought I was like 18 or 19. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was doing a lot of stuff like I, I was able to go and buy tobacco without them card me or anything because I was just so frequently going to the store. So, you know, every morning on the walk to school because I mean I'm looking at it like where am I going to catch a bus at just simply because the way that the school was set up is um the bus drivers knew who was supposed to be on their bus so uh I I mean where I was sleeping at was nowhere near home and I wasn't going to backtrack and walk backwards just to catch the bus the school was like three miles away but on the way there there was a, a convenience store and yeah, I mean, I had toothbrush and all that stuff like that. So I just, you know, do whatever I had to do in the sink and, you know, go to school. That's, that's crazy. Um, so then you said you got out of the situation because one of your friend's dads found out what was going on. All right. So, so then you lived, you lived there. What? So then was it a couple of years that you ended up living with them? Yeah, it was, it was school? like two, yeah, like two years, a little bit over two years. Okay. And then to to this day, how, how is your relationship with your parents? Um, my family has never been too close or family oriented. Um, so, I mean, I still talk to them. I still talk to my mom. I mean, I don't talk to her, uh, like as often as I think I probably should, according to some people, like for instance, my wife is very family oriented. She talks to her family like at least four to five times every week. And that's, you know, her mom, dad, sisters, like all of them, cousins and everything. So when I see that and I see that, you know, my wife is doing that, I don't necessarily feel bad, but I feel very, very different when I, you know, and, and I never try and play this comparison game of comparing the way that I handle things, you know, to other people just because they have, have it. I, I'm not even going to say better than me, but they have a different situation than me. Um, mm-hmm. But I do look at that as, and I see that it's not normal, you know, for people to be so distant from their family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, what about your dad? I mean, it's, it's about the same. I would say I probably talk to him more than I do my mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here's another thing that is really intriguing to me. So you have really struggled. How you're like, I've had to listen to a whole bunch of podcasts because I, I put a post on anchor that um, I wanted to trade like reviews. <laughs> so I have like, I have like up to 30 or 40 podcasts to listen to. Um, and um, yours, your podcast is very positive. Um, and I, how have you managed to become so positive after surviving your situation? 
like I said, I mean, just <clears throat> just battling through it. I mean, it's plenty of days that I've thought about, you know, committing suicide and, you know, just going off the rails and, you know, all this stuff like that. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm going to do that because I haven't. It's never going to happen. But um, just really just battling through it and just having, you know, some type of resiliency to say that's not you know, my mission, that's not what I'm here for. I don't believe that's what, I don't know if anybody who listens to your podcast is big on religion, but um, that's not what God put me here to do. And I just innately have a very strong desire to help people. And I feel like the only way, or well, the one of the ways you can do that is just pure communication if you can't talk to somebody or you know give them information then they're not going to learn from it and I think that all information that's put out if you're trying to help someone needs to be positive but sometimes I get the review that you know something that I might have said some type of way might have been negative I've also heard people say that I apologize too much on my podcast because it was a period of time where I was moving from my last base to here and it was just really really hard for me to find time and the energy to you know kind of put down a forecast of what I was going to talk about and um you know I take that and I take that as positive criticism but the thing that I see most with people is that they take things for what they want to take them for so what I mean by that is if you tell somebody I want you to read a book and I want you to highlight things that you learned what usually happens is, is they'll read the book and they'll highlight things that they already know and agree with. Not a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to focus on something because it's hard. It's hard to change yourself. The only way you're going to change yourself is if you change your thinking. So what people usually do is they highlight things throughout their whole life that they already agree with, that they already know, and they end up not growing. So that's why my podcast is just tailored to slowly helping people develop their skills, you know, And now it's set up on a week by week basis of, you know, letting people take a week to practice whatever it is that I'm putting out and then wrapping that all up on the the fourth week. Yeah, I really I really like it. Um, And I totally agree. Like changing your mindset is so important. Um, And so I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast so far. Um, And then my last question. um, So you. I think it's you mm-hmm. <laughs> because all the podcasts are starting to run together for me, okay. but isn't it you that said you like Mondays? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, now, I, I okay. So when I heard that, that I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, ruin, I ruined so many Fridays because, um, the thing, the thing that I like about Mondays is, is it just feels so fresh to me. Like I feel like after the weekend, like I, I I'm very big on preparation. So, um, <clears throat> One of my listeners and one of my very, very good friends, his name is Bryce Goodell. And uh, he he always had this saying, it's the six Ps. I don't know where he gets it from. I haven't even researched it, but he always says proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. And Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So he told me that and I, and, and I kind of reflected on it. And I always wonder, you know, why I like Monday so much. And I just look at it like I, I'm, I always prepare for the next day. So um, for me, when people are like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that it's Friday. Another reason I started podcasting is because on my weekends, I had nothing to do. So I was like, you know what, how, you know, how can I help people? How can I, you know, possibly better myself while doing that? And, you know, 
podcasting was just one of those things because I got tired of, you know, absorbing all this information. And I felt like I was being selfish through, you know, just taking things in and not putting anything out. And so, you know what, this is, this might be something that I can do. And I ended up really enjoying it. I ended up, you know, enjoying finding things that, you know, I could talk about and helping people engage in their day-to-day lives. Yeah, I love it. I, I, yeah, I'm fairly new to podcasting, but I, I really enjoy it. Um, and I am going to try your Monday mindset. Well, this is the thing. I think it's going to take me a while. This is the thing that a lot of people don't understand when it's a Monday, if you work Monday through Friday, you already know it's going to happen for the next five days. When the weekend hits, that's only two days. That's two short days that you get to quote unquote enjoy. So if you're looking at Monday in dread of those five days that you have coming up, then obviously you're not happy. And this is something that I'm, you know, and I think in three weeks, yeah, I have three weeks to hit on this. This will be a topic on my podcast is if you're focused that much on dreading things, then your mindset is already pre-wired to be negative because you're thinking, oh, it's Monday. I can't wait for it to be Friday. I hate Mondays. Now I got a whole week yeah. ahead of me. So that's negative thinking already. If you think that it's positive to look forward to two days versus five, then the bulk of your thinking is negative. So when people are saying, oh, it's Friday. I'm so happy it's Friday. And I'm looking at them like, <laughs> do you realize that it's almost Monday? Friday, <laughs> like seriously, Friday is the hump day to Monday. Friday is like one of the closest days you're, you're going right. to get to Monday. So I feel like people should dread Friday more than they do Monday. You have to find a way to enjoy the Monday before you can enjoy your life. If you can't do that, then I, I just honestly feel like there's no way to enjoy your life. And the thing about me is the only reason I know it's Monday is because people complain so much. The only reason I know that it's <laughs> Friday is because people are so happy about it. I usually go throughout the week and I don't even know what day it is. I know people might be like, what the hell? Like you're so organized and you say that you're always prepared for the next day. I just live my life. Like, like any other regular happy animal who's grateful for what they have. And um, I think that that's something that a lot of people just take for granted. It's just living your life. Just don't worry. Don't worry about what day it is. Just, you know, do, do what you're supposed to do and you'll be fine. Oh, that is, that I, that is ridiculously profound to me. I I'm seriously going to try, try that. (laughs) Okay. So, Hey, thank you so much for being on my show. Um, so can you go ahead and say the name of your podcast again and let everybody know how to find you? Yeah, it's the four F O U R pillar effect with an E and you can find it on anchor, uh, Spotify, pocket cast, Apple. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram, uh, Richardson Cortez. If you look up my podcast, you'll see how to spell my name. It's a little bit different. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Cortez, Q-U-A-R-T-E-Z 10. And yeah, I really appreciated you inviting me to have this interview with you. Thank you so much. So you have a great day. You too. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.
I hope that you found Cortez's story to be inspiring. From this short yet in-depth conversation, I learned that it doesn't help to get angry about the little things. And on the days that I don't want to get out of bed, I should be thankful that I have a bed. I also learned that we should all be mindful of those around us. Notice if someone you know needs help and follow through. You may be the only one that does. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to see more information about my show or anything mentioned in the show, check out my website by Googling your Daily Dose of Awesome website. You can also send me a phone message on the Anchor app. I'm also on Instagram at your DD of Awesome. You can also search me on Facebook as Cindy Krause Liming. Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-I. Krause, K-R-A-U-S-E, Liming, L-I-M-I-N-G. You can also feel free to shoot me an email at yourddofawesome at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you.